Welcome to the Hot and Healthy Podcast. Where the hot girls are healthy and the healthy girls are hot. Happy Monday, guys. I'm Mariah. I'm Samantha, and we have such an exciting episode for you today. Yeah, you guys are going to love this episode, so let's just get straight into it. Okay, guys, as we mentioned last week, we have a very special guest this week, and we are so excited. It's very full circle for us. So I'm going to hand it over to her and let her introduce herself. Welcome. Hi, guys. I'm Sam Taylor. My at, I believe, is now two S's dot Sam dot Taylor, two T's. I guess I can just kind of like dive right in, I guess. Please do. <laughs> this is funny because I'm going to say this now. This is my first podcast that I've done outside of my own podcast. So it's so weird kind of talking about myself so much in the sense of like the background, but to kind of give you guys a background, I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts. I went to LaSalle University in Boston, and I was a two-sport athlete there. I played field hockey and lacrosse. I am now 24 years old, so I graduated from college in 2020, the year of COVID. And I had a degree of graphic design, and I was approaching my senior year last semester, and that's when everything kind of went crazy with COVID and the lockdowns. And everyone got kicked out of school. So I was pretty much just going to school online at home. And I I want to say February. So I was graduating in the spring. So it was February. And I had nothing to do besides just kind of go on walks. I was in Boston. So it was freezing. And I had nothing else to do. And then I realized... I had like all this gym equipment in my garage and I have two younger brothers. So they were working out in the garage and I was like, you know what? I'm going to join them in on that. And it's so funny because this feels so long ago, but in reality, what this was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2020, two years ago. Um, and I would say that is pretty much when I first started really getting into weight training and I by no means had any idea what I was doing. And I'm now two years into where I'm at with training. I would say six months of it was, or even more, like a year of that was not really knowing anything I was doing, but I'm now here in Austin, Texas with my roommate Taylor, and we both do podcasts and social media together. So, but I'm happy to get into all like the nitty gritty of everything in my past. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely killing it. This is so full circle for Sam and I. You and Taylor, we've been following you guys for a long time now, and Sam and I met over a little over a year now, and you guys, no joke, were the reason why we met. You, one, gave me the courage to go up to Sam in the gym because of like how you guys, you know, started, you and Taylor, and then secondly, shortly after I went up to Sam, I reposted a video that you put up and it was basically just like you showing the benefits of having a partner and I was so jelly I was like I want this I want a gym partner so bad like I reposted it to my story and Sam slides into my dms and was like let's be gym partners and it's just so full circle like that we're here right now talking to you because you literally started our friendship and started the podcast no, practically I that. <laughs> yeah no, that's another thing that we Taylor and I really, really encouraged to is that type of, you know, encounters because it's so hard to find like-minded people. Like Mm -hmm. when I was in college, there was no one that was really into the stuff that I was into. And it took social media to be able to actually find friends that were like-minded like that. And now we've, the amount of girls that reach out saying the same exact thing (laughs) of how you guys met and all that is amazing. Now we have a Facebook group where girls can now like 
say where they're from in it and then like connect with each other girls are going on trips together mm -hmm. like it's just i love it oh like gosh. you saying that give me the chills yeah isn't that so cute yeah no i love that and it too even with like not maybe not approaching another girl at the gym i always encourage to like give that small little compliment like whether it's like the sports bra or shoes mm -hmm. gym bag like whatever it is and you can just like keep walking but if you slowly like start initiating like those little interactions then you're gonna start to realize like oh wait like I think she's acknowledging the fact that I'm also at the gym and it just feels good when you notice that other people are acknowledging that you're also there. I just think it's so important to have girls uplifting each other at the gym. Like for example, I moved about a year and a half ago, a, a little over that. And when I do go home to my home gym, there are so many more girls yes. at the gym lifting weights than there were when I first started like two years ago. And I just love that the environment has become more female friendly. And like, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Actually, last Saturday I was at my gym and there's like a whole separate room for like deadlifts and squats and all that fun stuff. And it was literally just like 10 girls. And I took a video and I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. <laughs> and like someone came up to me and she's like, are you like freaking out right now? I was like, yeah. She's like, isn't this so cool that it's just all girls in here? Like girl power. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And then like I started talking to her, got her number and like, we're going to lift together. Like so easy to approach people. No, of course. And you know, one thing I actually, I did this today is one thing that I always do too, is if I ever need a spot, I ask a girl for a spot. I don't ask a boy for a spot because like, I don't know. I want that girl to feel comfortable knowing that like, I feel comfortable with you spotting me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I don't mm -hmm. think you're going to drop that weight on me. Like I just, I would rather a girl spot me than yes. a guy. Cause then I don't know. I think the bros just think they're like, Oh my God, like this girl asked me to spot her. Like <laughs> yeah. crazy. I'm like, no. That's not why. I'm not trying <laughs> not to at all. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> or they think you're flirting with them and all that exactly. stuff. But yeah, it's, I feel like it's getting more like easier to go up to people and like more of a thing because the past week I've had like three girls come up to me, like just complimenting me on my outfit or talking about the podcast or whatever, which is not normal, like to just randomly come up to people, I feel like, but it's becoming more of a thing and I love it. Yeah, especially too. I don't know what type of gyms you guys go to. Where do you guys work out? Uh, mine's like a athletic club. So it's, I don't know, kind of a mix of people. Gotcha. I get like, you know, a mix of people that are prepping, a mix of people that are doing bikini shows. And then there's like people like me that are just like lifting, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I know I've been into every single gym. I've been at a YMCA. That's the first gym I started. Me at. too. <laughs> and uh, Planet Fitness. And then I worked my way to like the more powerlifting, bodybuilding type gym in my hometown. And then I moved down here to Austin, Texas. And I think this has to be the most extreme gym I've been to, but in a good way. The, you would think that like the big, scary, like bulky, roidhead men are like the scary ones, but I promise you they are not. They are like the sweetest ones mm -hmm. of them all. And I just love that environment to be in. Yeah, that's fun. That's good energy. Yeah. I feel like they would just like pump you up even more. Because I've seen like oh, big guys come up to me and be like, that was good weight. Like when it comes to bench or something like that, you know, they're always 100%. like the nicest. Yeah. <laughs> but well, we should go into like little questions. I know you mentioned like your fitness journey and I know you started out going up as like an athlete so mm -hmm. kind of going into your relationship with fitness and food as an athlete and like where you are now and have you grown in the like industry I guess or like in the space yeah of course I love talking about this because it literally like fires something in me because I just get so angry because as a college athlete I was only division three so I can't really speak on d1 or d2 but 
for Division Three girls, like, there are so many D3 schools out there, and you just don't get, like, the proper education on, like, nutrition at all or even, like, you know, lifting weights or any of that. Like, no benefit or explanation on, like, why you should be doing any of those things. So I developed a really, really, really bad, like, restrictive mindset my sophomore year of college. I had been going through a very toxic relationship with my now ex-boyfriend, and it just led to me over-exercising. I was going to the gym after my like workout or after practice, so I played field hockey and lacrosse, so I had no off-season at all, but even in-season, I was still going to the gym and doing extra cardio, extra abs, like whatever it was, and I, when I would do that, like my, my teammates would look at me and be like, wow, you're so healthy. Like, wow, like that's so crazy. Good for you. Like, I don't have the motivation to be going and working out extra, which I think is like the wrong way to like uplift anyone that's like exercising that much. Because in my head, I'm like, oh, wow, like I am really healthy. Like I'm exercising more than all of you. Where in reality, looking back on it, like I was doing the complete opposite to my body. I was... I don't want to say severely underweight, but I was pretty underweight. Like, I remember I was 105, and if I hit 106, that terrified the shit out of me because I was then approaching, like, the double digits, like, the 110, 111. Like, I just did not want to approach all of that. And in field hockey and lacrosse, I'm just going to speak on both of them, I guess, mm -hmm. is we would get weighed before every practice during preseason. So, like, there was a chart of my body weight that the personal trainer would write down, and you know, your weight is constantly fluctuating from sports because you're either dehydrated, you're very hydrated, you have been already working out for like a few, because I had triple sessions at some point mm -hmm. before preseason, and I would hit my triple session, and I've already had so much, well, not so much food, but at the time, quote unquote, so much food was like 1,200 calories, and I was terrified of hopping on that scale. I'd be the last one to walk into that room because I didn't want anyone behind me hopping on the scale after me and seeing what the weight was on the scale. And it was just a full circle of just terrified of all the numbers, like the numbers on the food scale, or not even a food scale, I wasn't using one. Um, my fitness pal, <laughs> my body weight, like you name it. And it just ended up becoming this downward spiral where I then started tracking my calories because I wanted to make sure I was not getting like anywhere over like 1200 calories. And I just remember one day, I think my junior year, going to this nutrition like class thing for all the athletes. And it was a one day thing for about an hour. And all of the, the athletes went to an auditorium and there was this nutritionist there. And they were explaining, you know, macronutrients, protein, carbs, fats, and I had no idea what they were talking about. I was like, what is going on right now? Like, I'm supposed to be tracking protein, like what? And that is when I kind of took it into my own hands to learn a little bit more on like what protein was and all of that. And I did have a, um, a like fitness Instagram at the time. I wouldn't call it fitness Instagram. It was just more me posting like food content because I've always been a foodie. I'm foodie to the day I die. <laughs> I love food. Um, but it, my, if you looked at my account, you know on the discovery page, it's very curated to the stuff that you're like looking at? Mm -hmm. Yes. If you went onto my discovery page at that time, it was low calorie foods, like the wellnessy girl workouts. Like it was just not like the healthiest environment that I was putting myself into when I was just diving into my phone. I would go on Instagram for hours on end and just look at all this stuff that just wasn't helping me mentally. And I 
decided to finally just start tracking my protein. I was like, okay, let's start tracking your protein, Sam. And then that's when I came across some creators like Whitney Simmons, the KK Fit Twins, Lucy Davis, um, a bunch of them. And I was like, wow, like they're lifting weights. Like this is sick. Like I love this. And they're eating all this food like Lucy Davis. I talked about this on my podcast the other day because this is something that like helped me tremendously. She used to post full days of eatings all the time. And she would eat like six to eight pieces of bread in her full days of eating. And I was like, there's no way. Like I would not have bread. I would have like two rice cakes, cereal maybe, like no bread. So I just remember watching her stuff and being like, there's no way she's having all this bread and like looks that great. Like if you saw Lucy Davis, you look at you stalk her, she is literally like goals on it. Love that girl. Shout out to her. Follow her <laughs> if you're not following her because yes. she helped me so much. And then I realized I was like, can I eat bread? Like I started incorporating bread like every now and then. I was like, this is kind of weird. Like it's not really doing anything to my body. If anything, it's actually giving me a little bit more energy because as you know, when you're underweight, not eating a lot, so many things play such a big role. Like your mood changes. You're not nice to the people around you because you don't even have the energy for yourself. Cold 24 seven, no energy to like go to the gym, work out, like no nothing. So, and I was also on birth control at the time. So I don't know if I actually lost my period or not because you know, mm. when you're in your period, it's just a withdrawal bleed. It's not a real period. So I have no idea. People ask me all the time if I lost my period. Yeah. So then right when COVID started my senior year, I was like, shit, like, I don't, I'm not an athlete anymore. What am I going to do? So that's when I started to, like, weight train and follow, like, Whitney and the KK Fit Twins doing their workouts, creating my own workouts, and I had so much fun with it. And slowly but surely, I just started to develop better habits for myself, and now I'm where I am today, and I have been through a cut. I've been through a bulk. I've been through a reverse diet. I've been through it all, and now I'm in a place with food where I'm able to intuitive eat not track anything, not care about the, the weight, the body weight scale, nothing. And I am so happy with where I'm at today. Wow. Okay. There's so much to unpack. And I answer. know. I love it. Though. I love it. Um, okay. A couple of things. I think it's so fucked up how the coaches were having you weight at D3, like field hockey. Like that's for what you know, reason? So basically they wanted to weigh us because on the turf, it was like 100 degrees every day. We were doing double, triple sessions, and they wanted to make sure that our body weight wasn't dropping because if our body weight was dropping, we could have potentially had like a heat stroke, Got which it. there had been several occasions where like during preseason, girls would actually have a heat stroke, and we weren't allowed to step on the field if the body weight went down, which was Got another it. struggle for me because I was like, shit, Whoa. like I can't be losing weight right now. Like I need to keep my weight up, but I don't want to keep my weight right. up. Right. Wow, that's yeah. so weird. Wow. Okay. At my school, because I played D3 soccer, they would only, mm -hmm. they would not even weigh girls at all just because of like, you know, where we're at with the scale and everything and only weigh the males. So that's like so shocking to me to hear that like they did that and like put it in front of everyone like they do at the with the males. So yeah, it, it really makes me upset because I know like at the time I, how terrified of, I was of that situation, but I didn't make it known. Like mm -hmm. I didn't make it known that I was terrified of the scale and I can guarantee 50% of my teammates were probably feeling the same way. It's just no one talks about it. Right, right. Wow, that's so sad. I mean, I'm really glad yeah. you're in the spot you are now and like you're able to voice that. So if people are going through it now, like they have you to look up to, which is really nice, mm -hmm. but that's so unfortunate. Like you were in such a toxic place in so many different areas. And I do want to circle back mm -hmm. on you saying you were in a toxic um, like love life relationship. Can you talk a little bit more about yep. that? <laughs> yeah, so I 
I just was so insecure at the time. Like, it was just not, like, we're young. So much, there's just, there's always going to be competition, you know, with other girls. But, like, at the time, I was just never, I was never confident in my own skin. So that did not help with being in a relationship. And I really, like, even any younger girls listening to this right now, like, if you're not 100% confident in your own skin and you're in a relationship where it's somebody that's not really uplifting you or making you feel any better, like, I hate to say this, but, like, it's best to get out of that relationship so you can work on yourself, do some self-healing, because that's what I needed to do. Like, when I was with my ex-boyfriend, like, obviously, my headspace is different now when it comes to relationships, but at the time, like, it messed me up when he was liking girls' Instagram posts. It messed me up when he was Snapchatting other girls, texting other girls. So like, anything involving another girl, like, it was so triggering to me. And I just remember one day, which... I hate talking bad on him because I know it gets back to him. Like, one time I talked bad about him on my podcast, and it got back to him, and, like, we got oh, in no. this – I went home – actually, this time last year, I went home for Thanksgiving, and he brought it up to me at a bar. He was like, I heard you Wait, about Wait, yeah, you said that on the podcast. So when I go home, he's I'm going to be hanging out with him. But, like, yeah, he, like, had mentioned that. He's like, oh, I'm not like that. That wasn't the type of person. I'm like, well, in my head, like, I'm, val- I'm valued to my own mm-hmm. opinions and how I felt and how I felt you, that you treated me. Like, if you don't think that's how you treated me, that's totally fine. You're valid to your own opinion. But that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to speak on that because, you know, the more I talk about it, the more I could potentially help other girls. And he understood that. And he was like, okay, that's fine. Like, yeah. solid. That's good. <laughs> so, yeah. He did cheat on me, like, on a, in our relationship, which is why we broke up. But after the breakup, I am so happy we went through that breakup because – I was just starting to get, like, male, like, attention from other people. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, it just felt so, like, uplifting and, like, good that, like, someone actually wanted to give me attention when my own boyfriend didn't want to give me attention. So throughout that entire summer of my breakup, like, I was just going through it, like, sad, obviously missed him. But, like, it just felt nice not being in a relationship that was so toxic. Mm-hmm. And I have, I'm single since. <laughs> what? Four years? Feel that. Jeez. Three <laughs> Oh, it's horrible. High and dry. But yeah, I guess like it's made you into the person that you are now. And like you now know exactly, not exactly, but you now know what you don't want and what you want in a relationship and like what you want in a lifestyle and someone that you, you know, want to hang out with or potentially become a boyfriend. And yeah, so it's. Yeah. Helped you. I definitely am way more picky now. Yeah. It's very hard to find anyone. Uh, too hard. My guy, my guy friends literally hate me for it. They're like, Sam, you are way too picky. Like, drop the standards. I'm like, no. Yep. I was like, I'll be single until I find that person. Exactly. I feel I'm the same exact way. I'm like, no, there's literally nothing I'm dropping, especially like, I mean, so many things come before looks, but imagine they hit all and then they're ugly. Like, I'm probably going to get canceled yeah. for saying that now, but imagine. No, no, no. <laughs> like, no, I'm sorry. Funny. I have to be attracted to you. Oh, no, yeah. it's 100%. And I, I don't really listen to podcasts, but I have been more into them. But I was l- listening to Sophia with an F. And she was ranking, like, the top five things that she wants in a guy. Or, like, the th- top five things that she looks for in a guy. And looks was not first. And I agreed with that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just going to give my, my top Okay, five. yeah, let's hear but it. I like it. <laughs> personality, 110%. Yep. And then next comes, like, the way you treat your own body. Like, you need to be, you know, taking care of yourself. And all of that, every aspect, kind of same, like, you know, as fitness girls do. And the number three is going to have to be, like, your drive. Like, you need to be driven to want to succeed with every aspect. Work. The way you, your family, like, whatever it is, 
Mm-hmm. And then, did I say looks? No, looks, looks is definitely going to be number four for me. Because I think someone's looks can become more attractive the more I get to know a person. Like, the more I get to know yes. someone's inside, the more attractive they become to me. And I've definitely mm-hmm. noticed that a lot with guys that I've, like, been in the talking stage yes. with. I'm like, oh, I didn't really find you that cute at the gym. But then I started talking to you a little bit more. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I actually think you're, like, so much cuter than what I thought. Couldn't and then number more. five. Oh, what is number five? I don't know. I don't have a five. Yeah, it's kind of tough. I really like the one that you say, like, they can become more attractive, like, based on their personality. I totally agree with that. Like, almost everyone I've ever been with, I'm like, they're meh. And then I get to know them, and I'm like, they're the hottest person alive, and I love them. (laughs) Yes, no, literally. That's how it is. I was like, even, like, I have so many social media, like, crushes guys I follow on social media and they don't even know I exist and I'm just like I follow them at first and then I start watching their content and then I get to know them like through social media because like obviously content creators put themselves out there like you get to kind of understand who they are and then I'm like oh wow like I really like this man yeah do you do another content creator oh goodness I don't know (laughs) it depends because like first of all Austin Texas there's not really a lot of that so if I were, then that means would I would probably be in a long-term re- mm-hmm. or a long-distance relationship. And I don't know if I want a long-distance mm-hmm. relationship. I'm really hoping I can just find my man here in Austin. Yeah. <laughs> I want one, like, around the block. Like, I can walk to your house for a sleepover yeah. and then walk back to do my skincare. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. But wait, my – this is so weird. This might be a hot take, but I think Harry Jowsey is so hot. And only because of his personality. I don't think he's attractive, but now I do because I kept watching all of his TikToks and listening to his podcast. And I'm like – okay, he's, like, so mindful and healthy and, like, works on himself, and it's so hot to me. And, like, now I don't just think he's a little fuckboy. I think he's, like, hot, and I want him in my life. <laughs> yep. No, I I 100% agree. And you know what? I'm going to actually call out Taylor. I don't know if she maybe can hear me because she's downstairs. But she said the same thing about Bryce Hall. Okay. <gasps> wait. No way. And I, was like, I was like, first of all, Taylor, like, I don't think that. But, like, if you think that, like, it just goes to show how much, like, a yeah. man's personality yeah. can totally change the game. Yep. I'm actually giggling thinking about Taylor liking Bryce Hall for some reason. <laughs> no. I'm going to like, like him. I'm like, why? Oh, <laughs> I'm manifesting finding my boyfriend in the gym. Like, it's happening. Like, I'm, it's gonna, I want to be the one that went up to him. I want to be Ooh, the one up, like that, that went up to him. Like, that's, we got just got to find him. Yeah, you can do it. You're about to do it. There's got to be, like, one at the gym at some point. Like, I came back from the gym today. Taylor didn't go. And I came back and she goes, so were there any hot boys at the gym today? I was no, damn it. <laughs> it's like a daily check-in. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> Write it in your journal next time. <laughs> yes. Just every night, I will find a man tomorrow at the gym. Ten times. Yes. Um, 100%. So circling back to the kind of fitness journey, I know you said you've been through a cut bulk maintenance. We get tons of questions on all of those. And you guys were like hardcore into all of all, I would say the two of the things, maintenance is kind of a more ongoing thing, but you guys had a great ball. Mm-hmm. You had a great cut. Can you speak to those, kind of talk about the pros and cons of all three? Yeah, no, of course. So I, one thing that I really emphasize with all three of those is you need to be in a very good state with your food, your body, and all of those things before you even consider doing them. Obviously now, if you have a massive weight loss journey, it sometimes can be hard if you are like mentally there, but for my case of somebody that's, you know, been in a restrictive mindset, underweight, and wanting to gain weight, you definitely need to be in a good headspace with food because you can get wrapped back up in that whole tracking cycle and the numbers. But 
in terms of my bulk, because the bulk was the first thing that we did, we bulked for about five, five and a half months. And toward the end, I stopped weighing myself because I was getting a little bit antsy with the number on the scale. I got, I was getting a little bit nervous that I wasn't going to be able to lose it. But you just need to kind of remind yourself that like, this is part of the process. You're going to get uncomfortable. You are going to see weight gain and it's not going to necessarily be in the the best places, clothes may not fit the best, but there is going to be a long-term goal for yourself. It's just going to take a while to get there. So I stopped weighing myself, I would say, the last two months of the bulk and then throughout like the maintenance. So after my bulk, I maintained for about a month and then I worked my way back into um, a deficit. But for the bulk itself, it toward the end can get very hard continuing to eat that much food. Your metabolism adapts your your body is so smart but towards the end if you hit the four or five month mark and you're doing it at a proper pace you're going to start to notice that like your metabolism can just not keep up with that food that you are trying to put down like taylor and i were eating so horrible toward the end like pop tarts cereal tubs of ice cream like Mm -hmm. not the best foods and it just it was very fatiguing on our body because you know the way you feed yourself is the way that your body's going to respond and it was just a bunch of junk food. So toward the end, we were like, I, I just need to give up. Like, I put it in the towel. We are maintaining for a little bit. And then we're going to dip ourselves into the cut. Then for the cut, you know, we entered that in February, this past February. And um, I ended in about, I could be totally wrong with the, the these months, by the way. But I think I ended in, like, June. So it was, like, around, like, five months. Mm-hmm. I went at a pretty slow pace at the very beginning just because... I wasn't really sure how much I should be decreasing. I started weighing myself again, and I started weighing myself every other week because obviously we are females. You know, your weight's going to fluctuate. We get our periods. We get stressed. We, you name it. So I didn't want to do it each week, and I was slowly decreasing. And once it came to the point where I didn't really want to decrease anymore, that's when I started to incorporate a little bit more cardio Um and I say the most amount of cardio I did in my cut was four times a week for 25 minutes um, on the stairs, which looking mm. back on that, I don't know why I did the stairs. Like Sam, <laughs> you should have just done the, the incline walk because miserable. Deadly. And the pros for the cut is you start to slowly see great results from the bulk come in, like, you know, the muscle you've put on. And then the cons is that toward the end, same kind of results is you get very fatigued because mm-hmm. you're doing a lot of activity like you know you're doing cardio you're also doing the weight training and then your food is slowly decreasing now i wouldn't say i ever was in a place where i was starving 24 7. i get that question a lot when i was in my cut like how are you like dealing with the hunger like are you hungry 24 7 and i just personally don't think if you're going to be tracking macros and in a weight loss journey you should be 20 hungry 24 7. like There's a difference between prep, you know, stage prep and lifestyle tracking. Like there's two differences Mm -hmm. and I just don't think anyone should ever put themselves through the severe, like low calories, hungry 24 seven, thinking about food 24 seven, because that again can really make you spiral. So it's important to take it slow, listen to your body and the results will come in. So Yeah, we went in through a little bulk kind of around the time that you guys were bulking as well. And we kind of ended up doing like a dirty bulk 
because we were just mm-hmm. eating whatever was like kind of there yeah. to like help us get gains but it was it was so dirty it wasn't good so yeah. then we like put in the towel as well and we were just like okay we need to like actually stop this because this is just not going to benefit us anymore but we were not doing it for what did we do it for like three months mm. we even know i couldn't even imagine doing it like more than like what we did it's a long time I hated my body at the end. I was like, I'm so fat. Like, it was so bad. Like, I was not fat, but in my brain, I was like, oh my God. And like, clothes didn't fit the same. And I just feel like I haven't even gotten back since that because we tried to cut afterwards and we were both just like so burnt out and unmotivated. And now I'm just like, we're, we're just in such a rut now. It's a whole different story. But like, oh my God, I want to like cut, but it's not even worth it anymore. So I've just like been trying to be like, okay with it and like be in maintenance and like let it happen. And when I get like the groove back and like want to, like then I'll do it. I think it's like so important to just be intuitive, like with your working out and your eating. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. love to hear that you're at that spot. Yeah, no, I'm very happy with the fact that I am now intuitive eating. I knew going into the summer, I wanted to have a good summer, not thinking Mm -hmm. about food, not thinking about staying on track, hitting my macros, having my macro caps, you know, and we also had a lot of people like in and out of town visiting us. Like we wanted to just have have a good time. So it's been amazing. I Taylor and I go out to eat every Friday. We go on a date. Sometimes our friends, other friends will come. Sometimes they won't. It, sometimes we'll just be the two of us. And Cute. we try a new restaurant every single Friday. Oh, I love that. And what else do we do? We I drink not a lot, but I would say now once a week. But from June, July to mid-August, I was drinking like twice a week. And, you know, sometimes it can be hard, like, staying on your fitness goals if you're drinking that much. And I just didn't want to worry about that. Like, their memories are way more important. Mm -hmm. Making new friends, especially I'm in a new city. I'm trying to find new friends, meet people. And by no means am I saying, by the way, that, like, if you don't drink or you don't go out, you can't find friends. Like, you can totally find friends through, like, Facebook groups, uh, the gym, coffee shops, like you name it. But just for me, like I knew I needed the balance of both. Mm -hmm. I needed my fitness friends, which Taylor is my roommate. She's my business partner. She's my fitness friends, you know? So I needed the balance of those other friends. And I, so we were able to find that and so happy with where I'm at. I don't know where I'm going to go though into the fall, whether I'm going to bulk or whatnot, but we'll see. Yeah. And I mean, you guys both look so great. Like if anyone isn't already following you, they obviously probably are by now (laughs) from the beginning of the episode, but go check out Sam if you haven't. Like she looks so good. So does Taylor. They both look amazing. Um, And you guys are just like living your best life, which I think is so inspiring. It's so nice to see girls who not only look so good and healthy and are living such a healthy life, but also having that balanced life and like showing those parts of their life as well. Yeah. And you know, it's funny too. So when we started our podcast, I was definitely under like the mindset of there's like one way, one right answer for wellness, fitness, health, whatever you name it. But having a podcast has really opened up me to hearing other people's perspectives on fitness, um, where they've come from, their backgrounds. And over the last year, I've realized that like everyone's goals and mindset is going to be completely different. It's just whatever works best for you. And I'm so happy that I've been able to like kind of understand that and realize that because I used to look at so many other people on social media and think that I had to do what they had to do in order to look like them and just all of that. So it's definitely important to understand that whatever is working for you in the moment, like stick to it and change things up if you want to. Yeah, I found it really interesting to watch you and Taylor's journey with fitness. It wasn't a weight loss, which is what you usually see with, you Mm -hmm. know, the community and everything. But you guys were 
primarily on weight gain and coming from, you know, that restricted behavior that you were at and then going into like a weight gain, was that ever like really tough to transition or was it just like, we're going to go for the gains? You know what? At the time, like going this time last year when I was going into my bulk, I think it was more being on such a high of like the strength gains I was getting. Like my squat was increasing so much. My bench was increasing so much. And I was just so in a high of like getting stronger that I didn't even care really what, obviously I did in a little sense, care what my body looked like, but I just cared more about the strength that I was putting on. Like I felt so empowering and obviously when you're bulking, like the clothes just don't fit right. Like I started, I ordered now medium, like not right now, but like in the, my bulk, like I was ordering mediums and that for me was like crazy. I was like, holy shit. Like I'm up a size. Like there's no way, like size up in those shorts. Don't feel uncomfortable in those damn shorts because I was uncomfortable in them for so long and I felt bad to myself going up in shorts. And once I ordered the mediums, I was like, why did I care so much that I was going to increase? Now I feel more comfortable in the gym. I went through the same exact thing. And now I actually still order mediums because honestly, I realized I was like, they're honestly the same thing as the small, just a tight, like I just am more comfortable in them because I can like breathe. Like my butt crack can breathe now. Like this is totally fine. Exactly. I would always feel like I needed to like, kind of like, not like suck in, but like, just like sit upright mm-hmm. because the compression on like the band was just so much for me. I was like, Sam, just size up. Mm-hmm. It's not embarrassing. It's not weird. Like, it's a totally normal thing. Yep. Have you seen any changes with, like, being off of birth control? Because he- I've heard, like, a lot of things, like, with birth control and, like, fitness, you know, um, aesthetics changing. Like, have you yeah. primarily done it for just, like, hormonal purposes? Or have you seen any changes with fitness in, like, your daily life? Yeah, so... We, about two months ago, had a hormonal nutritionist on our podcast, and I learned so much from her. So definitely check out the episode if you want to learn more on that, just because I don't feel comfortable like giving advice on that end, but I can give my own experience. And of course, I have been on birth control for now almost two months, and I have definitely noticed quite a difference in my strength gains. And I'm intuitive eating, so I don't even know how much food I'm eating, but I definitely am not near, near as much as... I was eating when I was in my bulk and feeling strong. So strength gains have definitely gone up. Like my bench has increased like 10, 15 pounds in the last like, yeah, like in the last like three months. It's yeah. And I just feel less fogged in a sense, if that makes sense. Like I have more energy to do things. Like I'm not needing as much caffeine, but now there is definitely going to be those side effects where Taylor is currently downstairs experiencing this right now of like, when our periods come around, like I'm going to be approaching my second period off birth control. It just hits you in the face. Like no other, like I felt so sick. I was in bed all day. Like no need to like scare anyone. It's not that bad. It just feels like you have like the flu. Right. And that's just how I've been feeling. Not how I've been feeling. I've only had um, (laughs) my period once off birth control, but I would definitely say like there are going to be those pros and cons toward it. And another thing that kind of irritates me is, I know it's very much circulating on the internet as like, quote unquote, a trend. I wouldn't say it's a trend. I would say it's more something that's coming to light Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. we as females do not need to be on birth control. Like there are other ways to have, you know, protected sex and be able to feel like ourself in our own body. Like it's just, it's wild. Like I, I don't think it's a trend. I just think it's becoming more a topic on the internet that it's not something that we necessarily need. Yeah. Something that I think is interesting is like you said, how much in pain you are now when you get your period, but it's like, think back to before, which I know for so many people, it's been such a long time. Like 
I've been on birth control or some type of contraceptive for a long time. Like I hardly remember what a real period felt like, but like the way you're describing it's like, yeah, that's what I used to feel like when I got it back in like middle school, high school, before I was ever on anything, it is debilitating, but like we have been suppressing our bodies for years. That's why we haven't felt that. So like, yeah, maybe it's a little scary to start feeling that again, but it's temporary and it's actually a good thing that your body is going through that. So I think just remembering that and not being afraid to make that change if you want to. And also... Mm. Something that I wanted to bring up because I know you weren't ever like sleeping around, but I'm wondering, does like being off birth control kind of make you stop and think like, is this worth it? Like, is this, if something were to happen, I'm not on birth control, even if I'm using other methods, like, is this a person I would want to get stuck with? Because obviously anything can happen and like not having that backup method is a little scarier for most girls, I'm sure. Yeah, no, there are so many different ways you can be protected with sex I'm not in a relationship I'm not sleeping around so I have no problem not having sex until like you know my next boyfriend mm-hmm. like I that's something that I'm going to be doing but like I downloaded the flow app I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it but basically you can track Perfect. your period you can track your symptoms you can track when you're ovulating so like as long as you're paying attention to like when you're ovulating and wearing a condom of course and maybe um you know like the pullout, you know. So <laughs> as long as you're doing all those things, I think it's like totally okay. Mm-hmm. Now, when I do end up, you know, potentially getting a boyfriend or whatnot, I do know that there is going to be a time where I'm probably going to have to go on a non-hormonal like birth control, maybe like the IUD. I don't know. I'll figure that out when that happens. But I really wanted to just kind of see what my body felt like with nothing in my system before hopping into like another type of birth control. Yeah. I have wanted to get off birth control, but it's so scary because I do have a boyfriend now I'm living with him. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know if to risk it, but (laughs) um, I feel like you just feel so in tuned with your body, like just Mm -hmm. actually tracking your, you know, your stages. That's what I'm just, I want to do, but it's too risky. I feel like, but yeah, I didn't start tracking any of this stuff until I got off. I had no like education on any of it which is so sad. Like, I feel like we need to, as women, get this education in school, but we don't. But um, now that I've kind of understood how my body works, like, I can definitely tell. I'm like, wait, this app is right. Like, you can put your symptoms in. You can te- you can talk about, how, like, if you've been sexually active. Like, you know, sorry if there's too much information, but, like, no, I love it. if you're <laughs> discharged, like, whatever it is, like, and you can put it into the app, and it will literally s- specify your symptoms, and it's pretty spot on so i definitely recommend yeah it is a subscription-based app i can't remember how much i paid for but it's definitely worth it because you know no one wants to be getting pregnant no No, thank you (laughs) i know another thing that you've been really open about is having anxiety and i know that's kind of been a journey for you have you noticed the birth control like going off that has that helped at all because that's a reason I've looked at kind of going off of hormonal stuff is just like knowing that I have increasing anxiety so can you touch on just overall anxiety and if you've what you do to improve it yeah no I would definitely say my anxiety comes and goes in waves and it's always a different type of anxiety I haven't noticed anything with the birth control so I am not really going to speak on that but I will speak on how I kind of get myself out of these funks because they come and go all the time. Um, I never really dealt with anxiety until last year. I had my very first ever panic attack at like a convention center. It was like the scariest thing ever. And I didn't realize that my body was even capable of feeling the way it felt. But I've been through social anxiety. I've been through, um, I'm now currently on and off dealing with like anxiety from like caffeine. 
um, mm-hmm. heart rate getting kind of high when I have too much caffeine and just like kind of being in my head. But one that I really dealt with was like the social anxiety of just not feeling like I can go places like right around the time of, you know, when all of that went down on social media, I dealt with really bad social anxiety to the point where I could not even get myself to go inside to a Chipotle to pick up my Chipotle order. I ordered Chipotle online and I got to Chipotle. I saw a bunch of people in there and I just started having a panic attack in my car and I could not get inside to go pick up that food. And I just left and went home and I went home and my parents were like, where's your food? And I was like, I ordered it to the wrong Chipotle, like, and I couldn't get it. And like, I just went up to my room and just like kind of dealt with it on my own. And I struggled for a really long time with even being able to go out like on the weekends. Like, and then it kind of adapted into like the alcohol and like anxiety and anxiety is so common. Like I talk about this on my platforms and the amount of girls that like kind of reach out saying that alcohol is a huge trigger for them with anxiety. Like the next morning I'm like, wow, like, this is insane. So I kind of had to take a little bit of a break from alcohol, which is totally okay. I think those are just things that you need to realize and deal with is that you come first, social events come second, or whatever, whatever it is. Like that's kind of a roadblock for you with your anxiety. And right now it's not, well, not right now, but knock on wood, I'm not struggling with it because I now this is my second coffee of the day. (laughs) But um, yeah, caffeine has been something that I've been struggling with where I feel like I have too much and then I get super anxious and I'm super in my head. Like I'm not actually, like I'm just having a panic attack. I I can't explain the way it makes me feel, but one thing I did was just a caffeine cleanse. I wasn't having caffeine until, I typically would have it around like 8 a.m., but I was waiting off until like 1 Mm p.m. to have caffeine and that helps me a lot and now I'm back into my regular routine with having caffeine. So if you're struggling with any type of anxiety, I think, finding the trigger and kind of removing it. I like that a lot. Do you have like any in moment like tips? Like if you're feeling anxious about, you know, something and then you're like, think you start thinking about something else and that helps or do you have like any yes. tips? Taylor taught me this one time because when I was dealing with anxiety, I woke up one morning and I like got out of bed and my instantly my like heart rate started just going up like crazy and I just like looked at her and I was like oh my god like I'm literally like having a panic attack right now like and she just looks at me and she goes pay attention to something else like what does that sign say like what does that say and I'm like looking at the sign like reading the sign I'm like holy shit this is working so anytime I'm dealing with this I will look at anything in the room and I will read it I will macro helps me so oh my goodness I should, how could I dare forget about that oh macro, helps <laughs> macro helps me so much like during the time and I hate in a sense it's okay and I'm okay with talking about the fact that my anxiety was so bad during the whole social media thing back in February when I got Mac it helped me so much like having just like something to get out of bed Mm -hmm. for like you can't leave your dog in its crate all day I needed to get out of bed and I needed to feed him I needed to bring him outside to go to the bathroom so if you can afford to get a animal it helps so much yeah. yeah, I feel like it puts you more into the present, like yeah. everything that you just said, like thinking about something that like something else, like just puts you more in present rather than like your thoughts thinking about something in the future. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's one thing that definitely helps. Mac is the reason I get out of bed when I'm feeling at my lowest. <laughs> what about when you're like out in public, like at a bar or something, and you start to feel like really anxious? Have you been through those scenarios? Because I know you said at one point you kind of stopped going out altogether, but I know now you're kind of back in the swing of going out and drinking as you please. So what if, or has it come up where you have kind of had a little panic attack at a bar or you've started to feel like you're going to? Yeah. So I will, as bad as this sounds, like I will just leave. Like I'll go home and it's totally okay to do that, but I want people to be able to get through it and be able to have fun. And like, that's one thing that I like, I knew I could go out and I knew I could have fun, but you need to be around the right type of people. Because one time I did struggle with this. I was in Dallas for like a work trip and we all went out and I didn't want to drink because I knew I was going to get anxiety the next morning, but I was out, like I was out sober out. Everyone was drunk and everyone kept asking me why I wasn't drinking. Like, come on, drink, Sam, drink. And mm-hmm. like when people are asking me that it just makes me super anxious so like I just I feel in my hands first like my hands start to kind of get like shaky and then it kind of rises up to my body into my chest and then my chest starts to shake and I just remember I was like oh this is going like sideways real quick and I just had to look at them when they were asking me I was like can you guys please stop asking me to drink because it's going to make things so much worse right now and they stopped and then I started thinking about other things while I was in the bar and it went away, but I still went home. Mm-hmm. But like to get yourself out of like the peak of a panic attack, express how you're feeling. Don't hold it in, and then think about other things that are going on. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, I like that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm I'm totally good now. Like it hasn't been something that I've dealt with That's like good. since like last year. But I just kind of know myself now. Like I know mm-hmm. when I'm going to be in those funks. I know when I'm about to experience it. So I know kind of how to control it which is good. Yeah, that is really good. And I know we keep alluding to it. And a lot of people who do know who you are probably know what you're talking about when you say all the social media stuff in February. But for those that don't, there was some crazy bullying that happened at basically towards you um, really out Mm. of nowhere. And that's kind of where our relationship stemmed because I had reached out and I was like, this is like absolutely bullshit. I just want you to know, like you have supporters. Like I know the haters are louder, but like you have supporters, like I'll always be supporting you. I think you're awesome. You've helped me a ton in my own journey and whatnot. And I know you've obviously come out on such a better end of that, but I know you day to day still deal with like small hate comments and all that. And you are a huge figure online. So can you just talk about how you handle that kind of stuff? Yeah, of course. Now, um, when all this kind of happened, it was more about stuff of like my past Mm -hmm. and I cannot emphasize enough. People grow, they become more mature. They learn from their like past life of experiences So even from that day of February when all that happens, like I've grown so much from February to now. But one thing that Taylor and I realized, because we both went through this together, is we were just driving one day on the road. And this was like the three days after this had happened. I was in a horrible funk for about two weeks, like not leaving the house, not doing anything. And we were driving. We went to watch like, I think the sunset or something, just try to get out of the house. And we were driving back and there were people walking on the side of the road. And we were like, wait, this world is so big. These strangers have no idea who we are. And like in that moment when you have just like so many people from the internet coming at you, saying horrible things about you, you feel like you're in such a bubble and you just feel like there's no out. But it's social media. Like I'm embarrassed to even talk about it and like say how warped I got into it. But it's like, it's true. Like you get so caught up in it. 
And once you start to realize like this world is so big and that you're literally just living on a massive floating rock and you are just one small individual, nothing really matters. One thing to also remember is that like the only opinions that matter are your loved ones and your friends mm -hmm. and that nobody else's matter. Like Preach. someone random from social media does not know who I am. They've never talked to me in person. And if they, if someone does have a bad experience with me, whether I was at the gym and I gave him a dirty look or whatever, I was probably having a bad day. Don't we all have bad days? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. so it, it's really hard to feel like I have to be like on my toes 24 seven with everything. People need to remember that we are all, you know, human. We go through phases in our life that maybe we don't agree with. We go through days where we're in a pissy mood and don't want to talk to anyone. So it's just important to remember that. And that's just kind of how I gotten through it is no one's opinions matter other than my family and my friends. They literally don't. I like that you say that because it's so true. I mean, even, I mean, we're a lot more small scale than you, but even like I'll get things and I'm like, dude, fuck you. Or like, oh, that's so sweet. But I'm, <laughs> but either way, I'm like, they don't know me. Like yeah, even the no. nice ones, I need to humble myself because I'm like, well, they really don't know me. Like they saw one picture of me and think I'm pretty. Like they haven't seen me at my worst and vice versa. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like remembering all that and like putting it into perspective. And it's so true. Like you can turn off your phone and never hear from any of them again, but you're always going to have your family and your friends. So just making sure you have that support system. Yeah, of course. And this can go for anyone on social media, like whether you have five followers, 500, 5 million, whatever it is, you are in total control of what is put on and off of your account, whether people are coming to it, whatever. My best friend is one, the block button, of course, but also to the filter. So if you go into any of the accounts, Instagram, TikTok, you can filter comments that people can say on your account. So I, my list of filtered words is <laughs> Wait, can we see? Long. I want to know some funny ones. <laughs> oh, well, they're, they're great. Let me see what I got. That's funny. I actually didn't. I don't think I knew that. I didn't either. I didn't realize that. Oh, it's amazing. It's literally my best friend. But the only thing that stinks is that it will then funnel into a filter on the bottom of your comment section and say, approve these oh, okay. comments. So like if I um, wanted to, I could go in there and see what people said, mm -hmm. but I try not to. But some of the ones I have are like my insecurities. Like people will always comment on like my lips or which looks so. People good. will say Botox. Like people act like I have like all this Botox in my face, and I've literally gotten Botox once, and my cheeks are like real cheeks. Like people will. <laughs> That's make so impressive, on honestly. So people will be like, "Oh my god, she got plastic surgery in her cheeks," and I'm like, "I'm not even gonna allow you to like no. run with that because that is so stupid." Yeah. Like, these are my real You're cheeks. You're just snatched. Like, Sorry. <laughs> Damn. Like people are really insecure with themselves that Truly. they have to comment on my yeah, cheeks. Yeah. That's so annoying. And it's so frustrating like that people still comment on your lips. First of all, your lips look so good. Second of all, they never looked Thank bad you. and you would always talk about, you'd be like, well, I want this side to be more like this side and this blah, blah, blah. Like you mm -hmm. were so open about what you were doing. So for people to even like talk about it and like oh, diss you. Oh, they take it and run with it. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Another thing too is don't go on Reddit. Reddit is just like, <laughs> yeah, Reddit's a scary place. Yeah, yeah, don't go. But um, one time, like it's just funny because like the I made a TikTok about this today, and I was like, the people that are hating on you are also so invested in your life. Like they're not just hating to hate. Like they are hating because they they think they know you so well, mm -hmm. and they just want to make a comment about it. And it's just so crazy to me. I I could never imagine being so invested in somebody's life and then leaving a hate comment on there their content and then when I call them a fan they're like no I'm not I'm a hater I'm like no you're you're here every day yeah. like, and you're you following are, like you're, you're literally giving me news yes yeah, some people are following like <laughs> you're a fan 
So yeah, that's wild. ridiculous. Yeah. That kind of goes into our next question, which was what are some of the top pros and cons of being an influencer? Because obviously, you know, there's so many pro and maybe you don't even call yourself an influencer, but you've had a big influence on our life. I like life, the word so. content creator. Okay. I like that. I like that. But I will say you've had Me a big, big influence on our life. So I'm going to give you that. But you are a great yeah. content creator. What are some of the pros and cons that you've, you know, noticed over the past couple of years and what's the evolution of that kind of been? Yeah, of course. So obviously right now there is a massive trend on TikTok that's saying that influencers' jobs are not hard and all that. Now, I I do agree with that to an extent, but at the same time, I think people will just look at anyone that has a platform and just assume they're making thousands of dollars a month, which is not the case. Like, I am still busting my ass to, like, make a living. There is a big difference between content creators at my size and content creators that have millions of followers on social media. So like, I don't like the fact that right now with like the trend on TikTok that influencers is just like the whole scenario Mm -hmm. of like content creators on social media. Like I think it needs to be more directed to the people that have like millions Mm -hmm. of followers because they could totally stop being a content creator, come out with some type of business and not be one anymore. Whereas I still need to be a content creator to kind of get my business up and running mm-hmm. so that way I no longer have to be, you know, documenting my everyday life, you know? And that should be no one's, you know, end goal is to be an influencer for the rest of their life, but it's just a stepping stone for you to be more successful down the road. And that's another reason why Taylor and I are coming out with a fitness app so that way we can kind of get Woo-hoo. back into our, yeah, get back into our passion of like personal training yeah. and, you know, all that, but also be a business owner at the same time. So pros is that it's a massive stepping stone for you, like I just said, with, owning a business um cons is that you know you have to deal with the heat of opinions coming at you left and right I get comments daily on the way I treat my dog and how Ugh. yeah it's ridiculous like every single little thing that you think you're doing right people are gonna think yeah. you're doing wrong yeah. like it's insane and you kind of just got to let that kind of go over your shoulders and realize that people are just seeing a small picture of your life they're not seeing your entire life um so that is just something that I try not to let get to me on a daily basis. But other than that, it's definitely like, a, I wouldn't say like hustle, but you need to make sure you are constantly on top of your game with getting content out because people are going to forget about you. <laughs> you guys do a lot. You got the podcast, you got the YouTube, yeah. you got the Instagram and all of it. Like you guys hustle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. What um? What's your favorite platform to post on? Because obviously you have everything. I so. love the podcast. You do. Okay. Yes. Yep. I like the. It's just so fun talking about whatever I want, and then I will go on to another platform like TikTok or something, and then someone will say something about that I said about the podcast on TikTok, and I'm like, oh, she listens. Like she knows. <laughs> like she knows. Job. Like it's just such a different like environment, and it's so fun. Yeah. So, I love it. And I can talk about whatever I want. And that's another thing too, is like, don't be so small on your quote unquote niche Mm -hmm, um, on mm -hmm. your, your platform. Like I was definitely very much fitness based. Like all my content was workouts and food and that's all it was. But now I'm like overall just like lifestyle centered on, um, health and wellness. And I don't feel like I'll hit a plateau with my content creation because I have so much of a variety of what I can talk about and do on my platforms. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Your recipes are amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Like I said, I love. Food. I know it shows. <laughs> I honestly haven't made one, but they look really good, and I want to make one. Like okay. I want to be someone who makes recipes, but I'm just that boring person who eats the same thing every day. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I like the new ASM- ASMR videos that you yeah. do with the foods. No, oh my god. I didn't think people liked it that much. And I was like, oh, wow, you guys really just don't want audio <laughs> on these videos. Okay. Like, if you want to hear me smack the, <laughs> like, I don't even know, cheese into yeah. the bowl. Sorry. The yogurt. <laughs> yeah, the yogurt. No, you do it so well. Wait, I have a fun fuck, Mary kill Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Oh, God. Okay. Kill TikTok. I, mm. I agree. Um, <laughs> fair. Mary Instagram. What's the other one? Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> I love Instagram because I I post whatever I want now on there and I'm I don't know my feed is just so I love my feed like I love just looking at my feed and then you like, are popping also off being like, you really are yeah, <laughs> I love looking back on like memories mm-hmm. I don't know it's because so, I do photo dumps love do yeah. you, did you start on Instagram or did you technically start on TikTok because I know you mentioned the food okay. Instagram but yeah. So my account was me just posting recipes and workouts. And then when I was in COVID, I was posting just workouts and they were popping off like immediately. I'm not sure why, because I did not look like I knew what I was doing. My form was shit. Like, don't know why, but very thankful for the fact that it did because I would not be here where I am now. But it popped off, did a lot of fitness stuff. And now I would say after everything happened on social media, I recurated my content to just being overall lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm here for it all. Yeah. <laughs> and, and TikTok has always just been like everything. Yeah. But like that whatever. Came mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you also have an OnlyFans. How has that I been going? Well, first I want you to explain to the listeners like you, you and Taylor's take on it. Cause I really like how you guys talk about it. You're just like, this is your body. Like you decide what you do with it. Like people are going to sexualize you anyway. So I want to hear that take, but also like, how have you found, you know, is, is it like a safe space? Cause I know a lot of people get like nervous about OnlyFans. Yeah. So I actually work with an agency with my OnlyFans. So they're amazing. They are so supportive of it. They, um, handle a lot of what goes on behind my OnlyFans for me. So that way I feel comfortable. But one thing I will say is that, I by no means when I talk about this would say I encourage it. I just think as somebody that has a platform, I definitely have a big reach of men Mm -hmm. um, that like to sexualize me on the internet. And if they're going to sexualize me on the internet, I might as well get my bag for it. So I have now started to monetize what men like to say about me over on OnlyFans. And they are allowed to say whatever they want to say as they would on Instagram. But now it's on OnlyFans and I'm getting paid to do so. And none of my content is naked. There's no nudity. It's lingerie, bikini, some gym stuff. Um, and I'm just basically getting paid to be posting the same type of stuff. Obviously, the lingerie stuff I don't post on Instagram. But, like, the bikini, the gym stuff, like, I'm posting on OnlyFans. And I'm getting paid with it. Ta- like, take the chance. We're young. I'm 24. I mean, I started this when I was 23. And now I'm 24. And I'm m- making some money from it. And... I'm monetizing what men have already been doing now. So it, it it's worth it in my opinion. Now I don't think you got to be careful with like your approach to it. I don't think that nudity should be happening on there, but 
you know, everyone's valued to their opinion and what they want to do with their bodies, but that's just my take on it. Do you have to talk to people a lot? Yeah, so messaging is a very big, big thing on OnlyFans, and this goes across the board for anything, like whether you want to just not do any type of like rated R type stuff and you literally just want to get paid to talk to people, like, you know how uh, Instagram now does, like, the subscription-based thing? It's kind of the same concept where now on OnlyFans, people – I so my OnlyFans is free, but when you log on and you make an account, you have to pay to be able to message with me. So they're getting one-on-one time with me, but they're paying for it. Gotcha, gotcha. I wasn't sure how it kind of worked because I always thought like, oh, you just post in, then you get money. But then mm. lately, I've been hearing like you have to like actually invest and like talk. Oh to yeah, them you have and, to invest time yeah. into it. Yeah. And you know what? One thing that actually kind of rubs me the wrong way with OnlyFans though is that, only I didn't realize this until after I joined, but um, it's kind of like an affiliate thing. So like, if I refer someone, I can make money off of their OnlyFans. Wow. Yeah, and so I don't I don't necessarily agree with that because I don't want like anyone listening right now to like think like okay, Sam has me do this now and now I'm making money off of them because they maybe went to my like affiliate link to like make their account and that's one thing I don't like because you're going to hear a lot of big creators be like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. like do it, make an OnlyFans, like mm-hmm. haha, like here's the link to go do it." And I'm like, "Okay, well now you're taking advantage of younger girls that want to make some extra cash." Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't realize that either. I think like I heard a little word about that, but I didn't really understand that people were actually making money off of others. That's eh. You know how I feel about my MLMs. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Wait, that actually reminds me. I wanted to say before we even started, like you and Taylor, they have a podcast, the F Word podcast. We'll make sure we get a full plug for you at the end, but mm-hmm. anything that Sam has touched on today, they have full hour length episodes about as well over there. So go check them out. If you're curious about anything else, we do have a couple more things we want to hit with her, but yeah. I know we're like, we've been talking forever, so we will let you go soon. No, I don't care. Okay. We can talk okay. forever. I don't care. As long as you, well, then we'll keep you all night. Um, but yeah, <laughs> she has very detailed episodes about everything we've touched on today. So go check those out. If you are interested and haven't already listened, I know a lot of you have probably already listened to the F word, but if not, <laughs> had to make sure we got that out. I appreciate that. We have pretty much, like you said, episode on everything, MLMs, if you want to listen to that. It's crazy, the fitness industry, like how much people will take advantage of somebody. And for anyone that doesn't know what an MLM is, it's multi-marketing. Um, so basically, first form is a MLM. Um, sorry, I don't know who, <laughs> if anybody like works with them, but like I am very passionate about that one because I worked with them and I didn't realize that like it was so hardcore and herbal life of course is another massive one but people just really take advantage of people in a very vulnerable state in the fitness industry like fitness is very vulnerable weight loss weight gain restrictive it's all vulnerable so when people are coming to you and are asking you to join something or buy something a lot of times it's them just trying to take advantage of you in your vulnerable state so that they can make an extra buck and I just don't agree with that at all yeah I completely agree it's so upsetting that like it really is the vulnerability that people prey on in the fitness industry, especially guys who are like, Oh, do this to grow a butt or like do this to like get a smaller waist. And it's like, you have literally no idea how my body even works. Like, please don't tell me what to do. Exactly. No, we, we like to call those like the, the glute Kings. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, They, they are ridiculous. Um, It also amazes me that women's best is a male owned company. They pry off of, women with 
what they're selling, you know, two men that started a activewear brand. I'm very big on like, obviously supporting women that are entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So women's best, I just don't, I, they could have gone any direction with naming their brand. It didn't need to be women's best. Yeah. Like it could have been literally any other name and I would support it. But just the fact that they were calling it women's best, it just rubs me the wrong way, especially with their supplements. Like the oh, supplements, like yeah. creatine, women's best, like creatine. I'm like, well, a man can take this. Yeah. Why can't a man take this? Like mm-hmm. they just prey off of the women industry. Mm-hmm. So it's just something to, to kind of consider when you are maybe purchasing something or, you know, wanting to invest in anything. Yeah. So you guys right now are building the fitness app, right? Mm -hmm. And it should be coming out kind of soon, hopefully. Yes. Well, I actually reached out to them earlier this morning. We're waiting on our admin panel, but basically the admin panel is where we will upload all of the workouts and they Mm -hmm. will be in the app. Like the app's done. It's just the admin panel that needs to be finished. And he said, hopefully by the end of the week, and then we can start uploading everything and then give a release date. That's so exciting. How has that been? How's like the process? Is it a lot? I feel like it would be a Yeah, it has been a year of doing this. And uh, the main reason and the whole passion I have toward this app is because I had been working with a personal training company. I'm not allowed to say the name because of contracts, but basically it was an online personal training company that really preyed off of, again, vulnerability in younger girls. And I ended up having to leave them because my roster of clients was like 110 clients which is ridiculous no personal trainer should ever have 110 clients how do you feel about those like companies that are like oh here's an app like we'll just put your name on it and like you have to have like all like hundreds of clients I guess I don't even know the specific names but like what are your thoughts on those kinds of things is it the same that yeah that makes me very mad as well because they are just using the face of a content creator to make money and it's whoever's outreaching to you I get the outreach emails yep. all the time and I had I actually had to block so all many the emails ones. that I was getting and they will just outreach to you and they'll say if an email ever starts off with hey Sam we want to partner up with you we want to work with you we can picture you making six figures in the next three months if they're promising an x amount of money toward you that is the biggest red flag and that's also what like the personal training company that I ended up working with did to me. They told me, they're like, you're going to make six figures in Jeez. six months. And I was, I was like, oh my goodness. Why like, wouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Like this is my first job out of college. Already. You're telling me I can make this much money. Yeah. So then I started to realize that like the workload that I had on myself, like I said, 110 clients was insane. And I was, I didn't even know how many, how much my clients were even paying. I didn't, I wasn't allowed to know any of that information. That's crazy because they didn't want you to know how underpaid you were probably because they were probably giving you like 30% of what they were making per client. I wasn't even making 25% of a client. (gasps) No, no. For some of the girls, some of the girls, I wasn't getting 25%, but some of them I was getting 25%. But I was like, where is all of this money going to? It was insane. Some of the girls were paying upwards of like $400 a month, which is insane to me. Yeah, and I felt so bad because I couldn't give my 100% effort to each client because I had so many clients. Mm -hmm. And then it made me feel even more bad because they were paying so much money for training with me. And so that's when I left. Um, I left them and I started doing training on my own. I maxed out at 20 clients and I was doing it for myself. But then I realized I couldn't handle all of it. I couldn't do the training and my podcast and my YouTube. I couldn't do all of it. So Mm -hmm. I had to give up the training. And that's when Taylor and I gave up on the training so that we 
fully invested our time and money into the app because we want to be able to give the same exact experience for one-on-one training besides the actual one-on-one experience and the interaction, but we want you to be able to get every single feature for a twelfth of the price. Yeah. So, you know, we're you're paying what, like three hundred, four hundred dollars for training a month. Whereas with our app, you're only paying twenty three dollars a month and that ends up being a little under like three hundred dollars. I think it's like two fifty or something mm-hmm. for the whole year. Yeah, that's amazing. So yeah. And we just want anybody listening, whoever wants to use the app, to be able to get the same exact experience and also be independent. Mm-hmm. I think that's another very big important thing for clients is to realize that they need the independence when it comes to their fitness journey and they cannot be relying off of somebody else. Like I had a lot of times with clients that really, really were dependent on me and you can't be dependent on somebody for the rest of your life. Like the whole goal of getting a trainer is to be independent and be able to achieve your goals on your own and be able to track on your own. Like you never want to be with a, a trainer for the rest of your life right. or mm-hmm. however long. Like it's just a stepping, a stepping stone, stone to exactly. allow yourself to be able to do these things on your own. So I really hope that like with our app, we're able to do that for some girls, whether it's, you know, you need some nutrition help, you need some workout help, whatever it is, we want to be able to give it to you. So what's included? Some nutrition workouts? Are there like yeah, any recipes and everything? So lots of recipes. <laughs> we are going to be having at all times 50 plus recipes from a bunch of different categories. We have breakfast, lunch, dinner, high protein snacks, low calorie snacks, And we are going to have my version and Taylor's version because Taylor's vegan. So it's going to be the same recipe, but it's just going to be, yeah, it's going to be Taylor's version and then my version. So for instance, oatmeal, um, you know, my version, maybe not plant-based and then her version, which is plant-based. There's also going to be a whole journal entry area so you can put your body weight in. There's going to be a chart for your body weight. So the more you start to upload your body weight, there's going to be a chart that's there for you so you can watch your progress. There's going to be a progress photo section. So then you can take progress photos and also compare them to, you know, your day one or your day 30, whatever it is. And then there's going to be a journal entry area where you can document your mood, your, if you were on your period, how you felt during a energy, like your energy throughout the day. Like there's gonna be like the, you know, like the faces where it's like the frowny face all the way to the excited (laughs) face. So like that's where like kind of journal in your little entry for those things. And then there's going to be the workout programs, which I am so damn excited for these because there are so many of them. We have nine plus programs. Um, there's going to be an in-gym, a in-gym beginner and advanced. So there's going to be two different versions. So I know there are going to be some girls that are a little intimidated to step into the barbell section. So we have a different version for them. And it goes all the way down to like a core strength program. There, there are so many programs. We're just going to keep updating them. There's going to be like, this is just the 1.0. And then, you know, it's 12 weeks long, each program. It, the programs range from six, six to 12 weeks. So after that next program, the app will update and you will get the 2.0. So yeah, there's a lot in there. Oh, and then the macro calculator. So um, yeah, so we have a macro calculator that will, it will give you the average, big emphasis on average. It, nothing is ever going to be 100% like to the gram. It's going to give you the range. And then after that, you can then go into your guide. So it will show you what you need to be doing based on your goals. It will show you calorie deficit, surplus, reverse diet, maintaining, and how to approach that, whether you want to track and do it or not track and do it. 
There's wow. a lot. <laughs> that is awesome. I know it's, it's very overwhelming. I I I apologize. If, no, I that no, sense, that is but. so awesome that you guys can like include like a whole. I used to do that with working out at like in a program with soccer and stuff like that. I would literally have like a journal with all my workouts, with food, with tracking my weight all in one journal. But it's so nice to have it like all in one place on the app. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. We also, you can track the weight for every single exercise you're doing. And then there is going to be on the back end, progressive overload is going to be applied. So you'll get notifications when you are progressing and you are increasing the weight on specific exercises. Oh, that's so cool. It's literally taking out any of the thinking like someone has to do. They just get on the app and everything's there for them. That's so cool. Exactly. I like that a lot. So as you mentioned, you're doing the app with Taylor, who's your best friend, roommate, business partner already. Uh, Yeah. You guys obviously spend a lot of time together in different parts of life. How has that been like balancing your friendship, but also being business partners and like wanting to have your maybe own opinions, uh, differing opinions, but for the same Mm -hmm. result? Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I don't think I've ever met someone where I've gotten along that well with them ever in my life. Um, We're pretty much able to talk about everything um, financially, work-wise, anxiety, depression, like literally you name it. We're there for each other with literally everything. So it's been pretty easy. Obviously, we do know, like we know each other so well to the point where we're like, okay, like she needs her alone time right now or she knows I need my alone time right right now. I don't need a lot of alone time. My ADHD is like to the (laughs) max. So sometimes I'm like, okay, maybe she's sick of me. Maybe I'll go into my room. (laughs) I'm the same way. I'll I'll back away. So... Um, no, but it's been good. It's, I've never had someone understand me so well. <laughs> um, it sounds so corny. It sounds like we're like, I love it. <laughs> no, yeah, that's really good. It really is true. Like we'll get in like little arguments here and there, but everyone always asks us like, do you guys fight? And I'm like, no, because one, like, I don't want to start a fight over something so stupid. Like, are you going to be mad about it five years from now? If you're going to be mad about it five years from now, why are you in a little argument about it right now? Right. Yeah. That's just my way with anything that happens. Just get over it and move on because if it doesn't bother you in five years, why, why should it bother you right now? Like why waste mm-hmm. the energy? Right. I've heard you say that before on your podcast. And I'm like, wait, that's so true. Why do we care about things that aren't even going to matter tomorrow, let alone five years from now? Like how could you ruin a relationship over that? But exactly. I guess a big thing that I'm wondering is like, you guys obviously have very similar followings on most things. Do you ever feel like competitive with each other or how have you kind of nipped that in the butt so that you never did feel that? No, I mean, so one thing you'll notice with social media is like it comes in waves on shadow ban. So like <laughs> she'll, she'll go through a shadow ban. I'll go through a shadow ban. I'm like, fuck, I'm shadow ban. Like I hate this. Like this sucks. But you just got to remember like you're going to get out of the funk. Um, Follower-wise, likewise, like, no, that's so silly to be in comparison with. One thing is, like, her TikTok has almost a million followers, and I have, like, 300K. And people always ask me, like, how does it feel that Taylor has, like, so much more followers? And I'm like, you really think my life and my happiness revolves around a number like that? Like, no, that's so silly. So, no, not in that sense. We never get, like, competitive with that. But I would definitely say with the gym, too, um, it's more uh, Like, like pushing each other, yeah. Yeah, because she has her strong suit and that's the bench. And like that just like motivates me to like get better. Keep pushing hard to get to the bench because I know at some point I'll get to where she is. Now obviously do I think I'll ever be at the same as her? Probably not, but I will get to where she is now at some point. So it's definitely encouraging. We both have our sh- strong suits. I hate talking about my own st- my like my back, my back um exercises. So we love doing like something that we're not very good at together so that way like oh, she hates 
doing back days. So let's do back day together. So hey, like you can get through the back day and feel more motivated to do it. Sam and I used to do that. <laughs> Especially <Yeah>. with pull-ups. <laughs> I hated back day. <laughs> pull-ups. Those used to be my I enemy. I love <laughs> me some pull-ups. Oh my God. <laughs> me too. I'm starting to finally get really good at like the really wide grip pull-ups and I'm like okay I hope people are looking over right now like damn like you those wide grip pull-ups <laughs> they do, never do they those. do because I, I remember getting compliments of people like I remember seeing you not even being able to do one and like all of a sudden now I'm able to do how many but yeah people do notice it's funny yeah <laughs> I love that yeah yeah it's so motivating when someone else like compliments you at the gym and you're like oh my god I didn't even know you were looking thanks <laughs> um, yeah another thing that obviously is probably prominent in life because Taylor has a boyfriend and you don't and I think you handle it super well like living and working so closely with someone who has that significant other like are there ever times that you're like oh I really wish I had that or like where you're getting down on yourself or how do you handle that because I know a ton of girls are single and I think you do such a good job embracing it so I just want your tips and tricks no sometimes I definitely get like a little like sad like at the end of the day like I'm so in the grind throughout the day that like it doesn't bother Mm -hmm. me that I'm not really talking to anyone but then toward the end of the night I don't have anyone to really talk to like obviously I can call my mom and dad (laughs) but I don't sometimes I'm like I don't I don't really want to do that but like sometimes it does get hard not having someone to talk to like 24 7 Mm -hmm. and I haven't had that in years but I think that's a good thing because I don't really know what that feels like to be in that situation Mm -hmm. anymore because it's been so long so it has its pros and cons for being single, you know, not having someone to talk to all the time. Um, pros, I don't have anyone that can tell me what I can and can't do, which no one should ever be able to tell you that. Right. But like at the same time, like you're in a relationship, there are going to be rules, you know. So it's definitely a balance. Sometimes I will look at him like, damn, I wish I had a boyfriend right now. Like this sucks. Or like I'm sex deprived. And I'm like, damn, like some. what the heck? It's not fair. <laughs> yeah. So it, it comes and goes in waves. I'm definitely still in the search for my man. I'm right now very very (laughs) (laughs) it's bad yeah it's it's the streets are a tough place to be honest (laughs) it is but I think it's also good sorry no keep going keep going good that like I'm not on birth control because then it's like okay you you know Sam like keeps yourself exactly that's what I'm thinking like it must like tell you in your brain you're like well not a good idea anyway (laughs) yeah uh well we we really brought this full circle coming up with the guys again so (laughs) I know I love that was a nice tie and I didn't plan on that okay it has been absolutely amazing to talk to you better than I could have imagined so thank you a billion times for coming on it was so fun getting to know you better and talking to you please plug yourself everything you do I know we've kind of talked about it a little but mention your new collab your app obviously thank you thank you so much for reaching out we didn't really start being guests on podcasts until recently so this was fun. I have not talked about myself <laughs> like this in a very long time. You're good at it. Um, yeah, you very art oh, for it. You killed it. <laughs> uh, I'm like, Sam, shut up. Like, am I talking too much? No. But um, my Instagram and my TikTok are exactly the same. The Sam.Taylor with two S's and then two T's. And my YouTube is just my name. You can find our podcast, the F Word Podcast, on anywhere where you listen to your podcast, even on YouTube. Yeah, like... Sam had just mentioned, I am collabing with Varey. We did a bag together, which is like the most fun Stunning. thing ever. It's so, so if you need stinking cute. I love it a lot. Thank yes. you. I know. It literally like, it's, it's like my personality. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
Oh, I will never be getting rid of that bag. I have two of them. So like, if the other one gets dirty, Good. I just Good. Yep. <laughs> as you should. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm so happy we could have you on and like it worked out and everything. Yeah, of course. We'll definitely have to do a part two down the road. I know. I was going to say, we'll have to come back to this. Maybe when you have a boyfriend, when I have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything like final words you wanted to say? Because I know I kind of cut you off at one point. So I don't know if there's anything final you wanted to leave the audience with but I will give you a chance. No, I say this all the time though. If you're listening to this right now, like go up to that girl at the gym this week and compliment her because you never know where it can bring you. You could have a best friend like I do or like they do. Yes, that couldn't be more full circle. That's like giving me the chills. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Wow. Okay, well, it was so great meeting you. And seriously, you're so articulate. I know you say people call you dumb and like say you don't know how to speak, but you're very good at speaking. Oh, thank you. It's the podcaster in me, I guess. It, it is you did you did great i don't understand how you guys don't edit like that is such a talent <laughs> i know <laughs> so good well, thank you guys Alrighty, have a good night nice meeting you nice meeting you guys too yeah thank you <laughs> bye guys